Welcome everyone to the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Rodney Fisher. I'll be joined by my co-host, Royce Fisher, here in just a second. We have a big, big sports pack show for you guys tonight. We're going to talk everything about the Olympics. Theo finally gets some job. Talk about these same boats. And of course, everything NFL, MLB, Anything else going on in sports as well, too, of course, Team USA. We got two guests joining us tonight. We have Ryan Hill, who is now going to be joining the sport, RF Sports Radio team. And also, Boxer Liddell Williams will be joining us as well later on in the program. So, without further ado, we bring on the star of our show, the one that knows more sports than I know, the only person that knows more sports than I know, and that's Mr. Royce Fisher. Royce, how are you tonight, sir? Hello, Rodney. Thank you for the introduction, and I'm glad you admitted I know more than you did. Well, of course, that was only for for ratings, so, you know. (laughs) Okay, I hear you. Listen, I'm enjoying the Olympics. Are you enjoying the Olympics? I mean, it's been great. I am. I am. I'm enjoying them, you know, and and we're going to talk a lot about that because they're about, what, a little over halfway done? Yeah, and, you know, I hate this every four years. I like to see it, like, I, I like to see it every year. Yeah, I would too. I would too. But you know, there's something about the every four year thing that makes it makes it feel you know special. Well, that's a long time to train. Four years, I guess. You know, but if you're not at the top of your game after four years of training, I don't know what else it takes. I, mean, I know it's <laughs> a long time, right? Yeah, I know. You know, so we're gonna get into a lot of the Olympic talk. We're talking about Usain Bolt and. His performance, of course, in the 100 meter. We're also going to get into a little bit about boxing. And for the first time in, I don't know, I guess a long time, first time I can remember, that we do not get a uh, USA boxing medal uh, in the boxing competition. This is the first time I've ever known that the U.S. never got a medal in boxing that I can remember in my life. Yeah. I mean, we saw Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray, and they all the great fought in the Olympics. Where are all the great fighters right now? Yes, we'll get into that. We're going to have a, a boxer actually join us who's been through the whole Olympic trial deal as well as now turning pro and they're doing everything on the amateur level. He's going to kind of hopefully give us some insight as to why, you know, this is going on. You know, not just boxing, though. I remember me and you watched the 400-meter uh, race. Uh, last yep. night, and, that, and for the first time ever, there was no American in the final, in the 400 meters. That's that's a sport that you know track is yep. something we usually a part of. Yeah, and I, I was shocked to know that we had nobody running in. Great race, but that's another one we have to talk about. Yes, we got a lot going on today. A lot going on in the world of sports. So while we're waiting on our guests and everyone to join us, let's jump into some other topics before we get into the. Olympics themselves. Let's talk about T.O. Now, we know T.O.'s got a history here in Dallas where we are, but now T.O. finally gets him a job after getting cut from the Allen Wranglers and getting a $50 settlement. He gets a job making a million dollars per year for the Seattle Seahawks. You seem to think that this is deserved from T.O. I seem to think that, you know, there's no reason hitching your wagon to a guy like this, but you think this is something that's going to benefit not just him, of course, but also the Seahawks. Well, Rodney, uh, I felt the same way you did at one time. Having watched his show, knowing a little bit about the man, I think he deserves another chance. I mean, the guy's fit. What did he run at? Four, five, four, four? Uh, I mean, he's faster than a lot of guys playing right now. 
And I do you, can okay, tell you. Okay, first, let's stop right there. Do you believe that he ran a 4-5? Absolutely. Four? Absolutely. Have you seen the guy lately? He's I, in great shape. I know shape. he's physically fit, but at 38 years old, he wants a 4-5-4. Four, four. Yeah. I, I do believe it. I, I believe it with everything. I mean, I, I just believe that. The guy does stay in shape. Uh, you and I talked about this a while back. I did say T.O. will make a return to the NFL. You know, last year he had surgery on his leg. He couldn't, nobody wanted him. But uh, I'm looking forward to see T.O. in a Seattle Seahawks uniform, man. I mean, you, you got a proven receiver. And uh, Pete Kerr is one of the greatest coaches, you know, the coach of money, the player's coach. No, nah, well, he's they, a player's coach, but not one of the greatest. You got to gotta uh, temper that a little bit. Well, college. Yeah, this ain't college, though. Okay. Okay, so he is one of the great college coaches, would you say? I would say college, yeah. Okay. Okay, and what he's done in Seattle so far, I thought he's done a great job. He just hadn't had a quarterback. I thought he did well, a great job. Seattle. He's got three quarterbacks now. He's got Matt Flynn, of course. He's got Russell Wilson. He's got Tavares Jackson. They don't know who's going to be the starter there. And just imagine a guy like T.O. in the huddle now when you don't know who's the starter. Both of these, all three of these quarterbacks never have really proven that they're, they're big leaders on any team. And now they got to deal with T.O. Not just T.O., but Braylon Edwards, too. Well, That's just yeah, a yeah. recipe for disaster. Well, it could be, and it could be a recipe for success, too. you got two proven receivers, and maybe they could teach some of these quarterbacks a little something, too. Look, uh, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, maybe they need that kind of leadership in Seattle. Maybe that's what's missing. Leadership from T.O.? <laughs> that, like that sounds like a polar opposite Okay. To me. Well, let me change that to experience. Okay, is that a better word, experience? Well, yeah, I, I guess you could use. And Braylon Edwards, he has experience. If you can, you can use but they got two. Prim- they got two premier receivers. You have to say that. I don't know what kind of numbers Dio gonna put up. Got to be better than what he did. You know, his last year in Buffalo. But we'll we'll see. Let me ask you about how effective you think Dio is really gonna be in this offense. How many touchdowns will he have? That's a good question, Ron. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I put you on the spot. I know. I put you on the spot, but, you know, you're good at answering these type of questions. How many touchdowns does T.O. score this year? How many games will he play in? Will he play in every I, game? I, I, say he'll, I say he'll play the whole season. Uh, and I'm going to give him 10 touchdowns. 10 touchdowns? 10 touchdowns. Wow. He's going to be the go-to guy. Him and Brady Rabbit, they're both going to be the go-to guys, so. Okay, but what does it say about your football team if T.O. is your go-to guy? <laughs> well, now, what, he, that, what, listen, what optimism listen, should you was, have if, if listen, your go-to listen, guy he was the go-to guy in Philly? He was the go-to guy in Philly. He was the go-to guy in Dallas. Why he can't be the go-to guy in Seattle? Well, because to say that now that you've got a go-to receiver – in, you know, in, in, in your organization after this this long in the training camp, he's 38 years old, one year away from playing football, that's that's a problem. Oh, so now we're going to bring up his age. Well, why would you not bring up his age? I mean, you have to bring up his well, age. Well, listen, he, he, he had quarterbacks that played to 38, right? Yes, he's not a quarterback, though. Uh, okay. And the quarterbacks take a little more bruising than receivers, right? 
Well, 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 T. You talk about T.O. He's had knee surgery. You know, he's had his injuries, of course, and he's been one year out of the game. You can't really count what he did in the indoor football league. I mean, that's indoor football. Okay, you name me five running backs that hadn't had knee surgery. <laughs> you can't, you can't that's, name that's five running backs. That's an unfair comparison. You know it. Right, and, and, and they're still running. So, I mean, knee surgery has nothing to do with it. He was clear. But, you know, he gets a paycheck, and who knows? It may be a diff, different year. I, I think he's grown up a little bit, and who knows? You know, it's a crapshoot. You know, what you got to lose? Nothing. You know, if he doesn't, you know, produce, then you know, the experiment gone wrong. It just proved that what everybody said about T.O. was correct. Let's ask the expert about T.O. and his joining of the Seahawks. And, of course, pick his brain a little bit about everything going on with sports. Let's welcome to our program for the first time and not the last time, definitely not the last time, uh, Mr. Ryan Hill. Mr. Hill, how are you tonight? Doing all right? Doing hey, really good. Hey, how you doing? Doing just fine. How about you guys? Good, great. Man, I'm glad you're joining us. If you guys don't know, Ryan is going to be a new, uh, very, very important piece of the puzzle on our team. He'll be out there covering sports here in Dallas-Fort Worth, also writing on rfsportsradio.com. You can follow him on Twitter at the underscore Ryan Hill. That's R-Y-A-N-H-I-L-L. Ryan, you hear us talking about T.O., man. Go ahead and weigh in. Is it a good pickup for the Seahawks, and how effective would T.O. really be? Uh, I put my over-under for T.O.'s production at, like, 20 catches, 200 yards, and, like, two touchdowns. He's going to be a non-season. <laughs> for the season? For the, for the season. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that, that's your saying, numbers, Ryan, isn't it? Wow. I, you were just so saying explain. how many how many you were just saying how many running backs have had knee surgery like name five running backs that haven't had knee surgery. Right. You tell me five right. running backs that have had knee surgery at thirty eight and are still right. playing in the game. That's you, true. You, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. I can't argue he's that. He's never one. been he's never been a, a really good route runner. He's thrown into a situation where who's he have thrown to him? Tavares Jackson. Right. Yeah. Who I knows mean, who he has going to him, right? Well, Tavares is going to dump the ball off to somebody. Well, it's either Tavares Jackson to... or uh, but, uh, the rookie they they just drafted. They, they don't. They're not yeah. going to have. They're not going to have a lot of good production out of their quarterback. The running back situation is kind of in flux. I mean, do you really trust right. Julius Jones? I saw what he did at, uh, in Dallas and wasn't right. that impressed with him. And he has nobody starting opposite him at a at wide receiver. So even if he ends up having a good game, they'll mm-hmm. just double team him, and he's going to be a non-entity on offense. Yes, I, I believe but, the same thing. Okay, okay. I, I hear what both of y'all are saying, but look at this. Last year, they were one game away from making the playoffs, and, and you can't name five guys on CLC out team. But I'm just saying. I think he, Pete Carr has a way of getting these guys to play his style of football. Whether they're successful or not, I don't know. But you have to give them credit with what they did last year. They were one game away from making the playoffs. You know, I'll put it to you I'm like not, this. The, I, only, the only thing that T.O. has really done, let's be honest, is just stolen a couple of headlines from the Jets and from Tim Tebow, giving the Seahawks a little attention out there where they don't get a lot of attention in the uh, on the upper west coast. 
And that's that's the only thing he's been that's the only thing he's gonna be good for for this uh for this season. It's giving him some headlines and, and bringing some drama to Seattle, bring some focus back to Seattle. And that's really exactly what it was. It was just a PR move. I mean, they the Seattle doesn't get very much national coverage anyway, and TO is slightly more marketable than Ocho Senko. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that is true. I will say that. Uh, there you go. So we get, we're going to agree to disagree on that one. And, of course, the season time will tell. Ryan, before we let you go, I want to remind everyone. All go I got to say is get your popcorn ready. <laughs> 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 I, I, well, before, I think before, it's going to be a rather small helping of popcorn. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> I think a small-sized popcorn. Yes, I, I agree. Okay. We're joined by uh, Ryan Hill, the latest addition to the RF Sports Radio team. Again, follow him on Twitter at the underscore Ryan Hill, and catch his writing on the website, rfsportsradio.com. Ryan, you've been following the Olympics like we have, and, of course, it's been an up-and-down battle for the United States. And come to find, I guess, we're three medals behind China. You know, if you can, in your sports opinion, why is it, you know, why is the United States not as dominant as they used to be in, in the Olympics? I mean, the re- the reason why is because before, like, back in the Cold War era when we were, like, competing with Russia, we were competing with Russia in the same events. China has taken all those events that we don't dominate in. Uh, right. You look at it, we're still dominating the events that we do. In the women's 100 meter, for the first time ever, uh, we had two medalists placed. We had uh, the silver and bronze. No one was going to beat uh, the Australian that won it. But... China has taken all these events that we that we just don't do well, uh, handball and badminton and uh, table right. tennis, uh, the only three right. events that we've never even meddled in at all. And China has, like, the top two badminton teams. So what you just see, like, we're, I mean, in basketball, where we set the all-time record for biggest blowout, blowout in the game at uh, 83 over Nigeria, like, right. we, we do what we do well. But I think the gap's closing a little bit. I think that... Uh, that no longer are we the only country that is actually going to throw a bunch of money at uh, at athletes. Athletes are even coming over to America to train to kind of close that gap and maybe the technology that they have available in their home country. But, I mean, it's just the, the gap's closing. We're no longer A1 best in every single thing. Right. You're absolutely right. And in China – uh, being an Olympic, that, that, that's your job. You, that's all you do is train. It's not like over here where these guys have other things. Uh, you know, they, they go to college, they have families, they work. But over in China, that, that, that's your job. You live at the facilities, you work out, and that's all you do. So I can see them dominating. But a breakdown, we got 30 golds, 19 silvers, and 21 bronze. 70, that's not bad. I, I think we're going to catch them when we get into the track and field and get all the Trophies and awards done then, I think we'll pass them back then. I don't see them meddling in the track and field. You know, that's the yeah, interesting I, point you bring up, Ryan, is the fact that they've actually take, they've actually focused on the sports that we really didn't care about. Like you said, badminton and, and uh, uh, table tennis and everything like that. They they really try to find, okay, what what can we compete at? And they've, they've taken the initiative to really be the best at that. Yeah, and uh, especially with track and field, like China is not known for its track and field uh, events. You look at uh, the upcoming events, we have the 200-meter, we have the 400-meter as well. Uh, 
where we should at least put someone on the medal stands in a lot of the remaining events where China isn't very strong. There aren't. Uh, we actually have the uh, where there's, we're out. We'll get two medals with the uh, beach volleyball final since it's a uh, America versus America in the gold right. medal match for uh, women's right. beach volleyball. And so I, it's a they're winning right now. I wait and see. Uh, let's look at the scoreboard after. I yeah, think uh, yeah. America is going to come back and overtake them for the, for the uh, total medal lead. What do, you, what do you guys think about Usain Bolt? I mean, I know he, he electrified us in 2008. He seems like he's on his well on his way to do it again. Uh, of course, we know what Michael Phelps has done. He hasn't had the performance he had in 2008, but a solid performance nonetheless. But it's really been about Usain Bolt since he's ran that 100 meter. The way he won that race, I mean, do you guys feel like he's really really holding something back? Could he be better? Or is this is this the best we're going to see? Because that, that race he ran in 100 meters, that was the fastest 100-meter race in Olympic history based right. on the times that were posted throughout the entire race. You had If you ran a 9-8-9, I think you still would have only gotten seventh place. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's amazing that a guy like that could come out there and run like that and, and run – Easy and win a match like that. What's uh, what's mind-boggling is that his body type is better suited for the 200 meter. Like those long legs, if you look at it, uh, he's in the middle of the pack at like the 50 meter mark, and then he finally gets up to full speed and just takes it. So like I'd expect some some sparks to fly in the 200 with the in the 200 meter race. Yeah. Uh, it's actually really, also really impressive because he bounced back from his own Jamaican qualifiers, where he got a, where he didn't win, he didn't win either the 100 or 200 meter, uh, right. at his own like country's qualifier. So, I don't think I don't think Usain Bolt is done. I think he has a lot left in the tank. Oh yeah, I, I think he'll be around for a couple of years. Uh, to me, he's an Olympic rock star. That that's my label for him. He he's a rock star in London right now, and I think he's enjoying himself. But he makes it so effortless. I mean, he's the guy. I I think he can run even faster. I, I'm looking for him to continue in the next the four years from now to compete again. He's that good. That that's rough for a sprinter though. Like it's uh, sprinting is definitely a young man's game, and after 12 years of. Uh, of Olympiads, that's that's rough on someone's body and training, and there's probably someone who's younger and faster. He'll probably go uh, to Rio, but I wouldn't expect him. I wouldn't expect him to set any world records. He may he may even medal, but I wouldn't expect him to win gold. You know what? I, I think I think he'll go to Rio, and I think he'll be faster in Rio than he is in, in London. You know, if you, if you look at guys like uh, uh, Justin Gatlin, for instance, at 30 years old runs his personal best in 100 meters, you know, at, at 30. And he was a he was a gold medalist back in 2004. And he runs his best his best time, you know, at, at the age of 30. He'll be 31 when he go to Rio. I think that's a great opportunity for him to, to, to even run faster than he's running right now. And look at Carl Lewis. He started in 1980. He didn't start, get out of the Olympics to 1996. Mm-hmm. I mean, 16 years. That's let's, a long time. Let's welcome someone else to our program real quick. I want to bring this guy on and ask him about another Olympic sport that we used to dominate. Hopefully, Ryan, you can stay on and ask the guy a few questions. Let's welcome to the program Mr. Ladell Williams, pro boxer, but actually dominated the amateur boxing ranks, went to the Olympic trials, 
and I'm glad you're doing this, Adele. First of all, welcome to the program. I want to ask you about the boxing thing because we found out today that for the first time in a long time, the USA is not going to get any medal in boxing. Uh, explain that to me. Uh, it was it, it's 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 kind of crazy because we was all hoping we all kind of knew we was going to bring home something in boxing because it, it just we just dominate that sport, but uh, it, it it just we 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 didn't have any luck this year. Um, uh, but my thing is, I think it's because of because going to international competition before from experience, it's the styles. The styles are way different where you used to back home in the United States, and so it's it's kind of hard to adjust, and, you, and you're adjusting on the fly, instead, and you get so used to fighting a certain style. Like everybody in the United States want to be like who they see on TV, uh, Floyd Mayweather, so they fight in the pocket and sit. But international, different countries. They just throwing punches, moving around. But some of these guys that's on the Olympic team, you you, you fought these guys before at the, at some of these yeah. trial events, these amateur events. So did we put the best team out there in your opinion? In my opinion, honestly, not to be a hater, yes we did. Because at that when it counted, they won. And I've fought them and beat them before, but when it counted, they won. So at, at that time, yeah, we did. We put the best out there. And let me ask you a question. You think some of the judging was unfair? And, you know, all the great boxers fought in the Olympics. Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard. I mean, where is the state of boxing right now? And do you think the judging was fair? No, the judging is in amateur boxing, in national competition or international competition. It's never fair. Uh, where in the Olympics? I saw some and, bad judges. Yeah, it's, it, it was not It was not fair judging that's the international competition, so it's not for a judge. Because the thing about it, what people don't know, are it's five people that sit around the ring, and once a once you feel like a, a good, if someone throws a good shot, well, three of them have to push the button at the same time. Okay. If 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 three don't push it at the same time, it don't count. Oh, okay. So and so it's it's, it's now that's unfair for the simple fact is. Just because your fingers are, and your eyes don't match, you don't have good hand knock coordination. <laughs> I lose a fight. Right. And we've seen that in pro boxing too. You know, bad. Yeah, and, but uh, pro boxing now that's just that's just bad judgment calls because you don't have no button. You writing your score down at the end of the, at the end of the three minutes. You writing who I think won, and you just giving it away. Then you just just hey, I don't know. You getting paid to cheat. Or you just don't want to see the other guy win, because in, in the pros, you at the end of a round, the judge got to write his score. Who he think won? I think he won. I think he is lost that round. So it's not like oh, we all got to say it at the same time. Now we write it, we give it to the ref, the ref pass it to the commissioner, and that round is done. So the state of boxing, it, it's gonna take a lot to shake it back and bring it to what it used to be with Muhammad Ali. Uh, Lennox Lewis, when when the great Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah, Sugar right. Ray Leonard, uh, when they, when they was at the top of the, the sport, it was different because now it's about everybody want to make a million dollar check, so you're gonna duck and dodge, so you can duck and dodge, just so you can make your million dollar check. But back in the day, they Muhammad Ali felt this way. Uh, he felt he was the best, and Joe Frazier felt he was the best. So let's get in the ring, and we're going to determine who the best. The money will come later. 
but I want to make I want to prove to everybody I'm better than you. And and that's and that's how you you are, it was always good fights. It was always one champion instead of six different belts in one right, weight class. Right. 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 So you right. think that Sorry, I was going to say, do you think that this could uh, be a wake-up call for America the same way that Athens 2004 was for American basketball? Do you think this could have the same effect uh, to the amateur boxing community uh, here? Is a focus on changing the way that we box to more match up with uh, the international style? Uh, You you really can't change. It's a wake-up. It is a wake-up where you want to change it. But there's really nothing you can do because the way we pick our athletes, see the 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 way that um a different country pick picks their athletes, they is like all right, they bring they bring them up in amateur boxing and that's just what they choose to do for the rest of their entire life. Most of those boxers overseas are well over 26, well over 27. They just been doing it so long, third time Olympians, fourth time Olympians, and and over here in the United States, we we pick, we okay, I decide I want to box, I'm a I'm a boxer. I made the Olympic team. After the Olympics, I'm turning pro. So I, I, it's always going to be different. We, we, we might some. You get blessed, and sometimes find an athlete that did it when he was small, and he, and when he started at eight, and now he's twenty, and he made the Olympic team. But most of the time, it's people have been doing it a few years, or maybe five, six years at the most. They do it, and then hey, so it's always going to be different. But it is a wake up call. But I take nothing from my country. We just, it's just like. International competition has always been a, a a soft spot in boxing for the United States. Well, in the chat room, Gerald from uh, L.A. wants to know if you think that this is uh, the MMA effect, like more people wanting to be in MMA and not in traditional boxing, while we don't have better boxers. Uh, no, no, people want to. I think still people still want to box more than they want to do MMA. MMA is just so easy to sign up for, so that's why it's, it's kind of getting popular. Whereas it's not kind, of, it is popular. It's just so easy to sign up for because it's just like you coming off street and fight. You see what Kimbo Slice did? He made the, he was hot on YouTube, and when he got in the ring, it was different. But he thought, okay, anybody can do it. Well, it, it's not anybody can do it in boxing. You really got to discipline yourself. You really got to take on a good training, whereas MMA, you just re- really in a dog fight. Mm-hmm. Right. Let it's me kind ask of you, free man, Yeah. Let me ask you, though, since, you know, normally when we have the Olympics, there's a name or a couple of names out of the boxing world that kind of come out there, the next guys that kind of be the, the it factor in boxing. Are we going to have anyone that comes out of this USA team is going to be the next, you know, the next big guy in boxing? Uh yeah, um Earl Spence, that was the last American we had. He's uh from from uh DeSoto and we 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 right. trying to get we spar together a lot. Uh, I I think he's gonna be the next uh big big thing in boxing at his weight. At his weight, I think he said he's gonna fight one forty seven. Yeah, he could he can he has a pro staff. So it it is I think he'll be the next best thing. Hmm. Listen, can we expect to see you in in Brazil? Who me? Yes. Uh, now you want to see me in Brazil? I'm through with the amateurs. Uh, I had my last run in 2011 qualifying for the uh, Olympics. I'm, I, so when you I ready to go that pro? Time, yeah, I'm ready to go pro. Uh, every, hopefully, you, you guys will see me in the ring uh, October 7th. 
So uh, from our first okay. pro fight. So. Well, you want to tell us about that and where it's going to be? Uh, anything about that? We tell the listeners. Uh, first pro fight is October seventh at the Palladium Ballroom. That's uh, downtown Dallas on Lamar. I can't think of the address. Right. Yeah, um, I know it. Yeah. Well, man, well, man, yeah. will I get a chance to fight the winner? Oh my gosh! Uh, if if you go get your license and and um, <laughs> if the check is big enough, I'll fight you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just want to fight. Well, the it won't winner, be very all. long. It'd be one of the shortest fights in history. I guarantee you. <laughs> I just want to fight the winner. That's all I want to do. All right, Liddell, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it, man. You guys can follow him on Twitter at Liddell D. Williams. Also, you can watch him uh, sparring live on our website. Go to rfsportsradio.com. Do a search for boxing. You can find this guy sparring uh, in the gym as well, too, man. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for taking time out your busy schedule. All right, thank y'all for having me. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, Ryan, stick around if you can, man. Let's take a quick break and uh, come back and we'll get into a couple of other quick topics and we'll end up our show with a bang. You're listening to RF Sports Radio, rfsportsradio.com. We are back. DeSoto Eagles football is back on RF Sports Radio. Starting August 31st, tune in to RF Sports Radio to hear live Texas high school football action. Coach Claude Mathis returns to lead the Texas football powerhouse on another big season. The electric Dez White and Oregon recruit Dontre Wilson lead a high-powered, high-scoring offense. And hear it all right here on RFSportsRadio.com. It all starts August 31st as the DeSoto Eagles take on Arlington Martin right there in Arlington, Texas. Tune in live for RFSportsRadio.com for live DeSoto Eagles football action. Only here. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. What's up out there with it, world? What's up with it's your it? boy Chosen. Man, and I'm back in the building, you dig? And for all of y'all that haven't already done it, you know what I'm saying? Go out there and join IcebreakerProductions.com right now. Support your favorite ICE artist right now. You know what I'm saying? Get a ringtone, get a t-shirt, buy the calendar right now. And you can even pick up a teddy bear. You know what I'm talking about? We got everything. Got everything. Um, Every Wednesday, y'all need to be checking out the Icebreaker Radio Show at mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. 7 p.m. Can you hear it? IcebreakerProductions.com. You know what I'm saying? Scroll down about the middle of the page and click on the player and you got us. You know what I'm saying? And if that ain't working for you, hop on iTunes and listen to us on the podcast. I ain't tripping. You know, you can get us on anywhere. anywhere. And uh, if you really want to know what's going down at all times with Icebreaker Productions, you got to follow us on Twitter at Icebreaker Radio. And if right you're a now. Facebook lover, hit us up, Icebreaker Productions. You know right what they do. Now. And uh, for all of y'all that like them live, fresh videos, you know you can follow us on the YouTube channel, Chosen972. Right if you're now. still in the old school and, you know what I'm saying, you still on MySpace, hit us up. 972, we ain't tripping. 
And uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop into this album, the reason that you're hearing my voice. Uh-huh. You like one of these artists, you know what I'm saying? So get your jam on, get your lean on, yeah. and uh, I'll be back at you later on in the future with more ICE announcements. Already. Welcome back to our program, RF Sports Radio, RFSportsRadio.com. I'm joined by, of course, my co-host, Royce Fisher, and the newest member of our team, Mr. Ryan Henry. Not Ryan Hill. Ryan Henry. I just messed that up, Ryan. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, 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 feel, I feel terrible. I owe this man an apology live on the air. <laughs> I've been saying Ryan here the whole time. It's Ryan Henry, he's been so gracious to just let me just butcher his name. So, <laughs> so I want to apologize to him live on the uh, on the air, man. And and Ryan, of course, will be joining us a lot more often. Of course, he'll be writing on rsportsradio.com. So follow him, the real guy, at B underscore Ryan Henry, not Ryan Hill. I know we gave him a lot of free publicity today. The guy's name is Brian Henry. That's his name. <laughs> we talked to Liddell Williams about boxing, gave us a little insight on the state of boxing and what we can expect. Let's talk a little bit about baseball, which, of course, uh, you're working on a baseball piece later on in the week. But let's talk a little bit about Barry Bonds, who came out today, as posted on our website, saying that, yeah, you should be considering me for the Hall of Fame. He thinks anyone that, anyone that right mind should, anyone that doesn't is, Basically, out of my, out of their mind. And Royce, I know you got a pretty interesting opinion on that. Yeah, I, I read the the article you had, and you know, the voting starts in November. Now, I got mixed feelings about that. I, I think it should go in. The guy hit 762 home runs, seven MVPs, been in the league 22 years almost. But uh, he, he, let's look back at who he's going in with: Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Roger Clemens. So if, if those guys go in, he's a, he's sure to go in too. But I think he deserves it. Ryan, what do you think about that, man? I was gonna say I absolutely think he uh, you have to do it because I mean you have to vote him in. He's he was the greatest hitter of the nineties uh, in right. early two thousands. Like he he. He changed the way that basically people like if if he was in a lineup, you changed the way that you had to pitch to the San Francisco Giants. You had to pitch around him. He changed so many games. Uh, and if you don't let him in because of uh, performance enhancing drug allegations, then how deep does it go? Do you just go with people that are definitely confirmed? Do you blacklist anyone that's even caught a scent of? Uh, allegations against performance-enhancing drugs, because then you also eliminate uh, A-Rod, Derek Jeter, uh, Andy Pettit. There, right. there are like that. That list just keeps on growing and growing and growing. And maybe it's something that uh, that maybe you put not an asterisk, but like a uh, a footnote that says mm-hmm. during this time there were a lot of allegations about performance-enhancing drugs. Right. But I don't think. Baseball as a whole can basically shelve 20 years of its history uh, and just say, if you played baseball during this time, we don't think you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. 
Right, right. And, and just think about how many guys that didn't get caught, you know, because during that time, uh, a lot of athletes were taking the performance and had the drugs, you know. So you you really can't keep him out. And you'd like to say the numbers don't lie. 762 home runs, you know, you, you have to credit him for that. But least. you know what will be funny is if you think about his record. I mean, he's got the most coveted record in probably all the sports. I mean, arguably the biggest record of all the sports, the home run number. And he'd be the only guy that has the pinnacle record in any sport that's not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, think about him and Smith in the Hall of Fame for the most rushing yards. Brett Favre making for starting the most games. You got, you know, uh, all kind of other other sports you can name, and the top guys are going to be in the Hall of Fame, and Barry Bonds will be the one guy that's not in there that has the home run record. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think I think he's definitely got to go in because you have to put him in. But if you, but I think what that, what else is kind of bit MLB in the butt is the fact that they went this whole route of uh, you know involving the court system and the senators on the hill trying to get everything involved. Because yeah. you got a guy like Roger Clemens who beats his uh, perjury trial. So now, what does that mean? We mean they had to put him in the Hall of Fame because hey, they couldn't prove it in the court a lot that he took it. And who is MLB to say that? Yeah, he's on performance enhancing drugs when the court of law says, you know what? Maybe, maybe he didn't do it. Baseball and, and like always I said, kind of put itself. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say baseball has always kind of put itself as the 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 moral arbiter surrounding its own sport. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about really prestigious. Awards where the where the holder isn't in the Hall of Fame. You have Pete Rose too. Pete Rose, right. all-time hits leader in baseball. And if they start letting in all these performance, like it's going to be it's that same kind of controversy that baseball doesn't really like, but is gonna have to face. Yeah. And like I say, the other three guys that are going in with him, uh, Roger Clemens, all of these guys are questionable too. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, some things you have to overlook. It's not like he was gambling like Pete Rose, like you said. He didn't do anything wrong. And at the time, we don't know who all took it. I, I think everybody in baseball was taking it then. But uh, it, I think he deserves to be in. And I, 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 if I had to vote, I'd vote him in myself. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think now we're coming up on that area where you're going to see the Barry Bonds, you're going to see the – uh, uh, Rafael Pomeros, you're going to see all these guys coming up, you know, now to be in the Hall of Fame. And they've been ignoring them, you know, for so long. But Barry Bonds is the type of guy you just can't ignore. You can't just say, hey, I'm not going to vote him in and he'll go away. He'll eventually come out the ballot. He's going to always be a topic of discussion when it comes to the Hall of Fame. Either he's in there or not in there. I mean, that's that's something they have to handle. You know, so let me ask you, uh, Ryan, do you think they vote him in? Or you think they're making wait? Or what do you think the process is going to be for him? I I think they're going to make him wait, but I think they're going to make him wait partly because of PEDs and also because he was not a nice person. The baseball like he alienated a bunch of people in the way that he treated the media and like his teammates. Right. Unlike uh, like Rafael Palmeiro was every, everyone that played with him loved him. Like he was yeah. the greatest teammate, right. and Barry Bonds was not the greatest teammate. So I think they make him wait, but I think eventually all these people are gonna, all these people that have been linked with performance enhancing drugs are gonna get in. But I think Barry Bonds waits a little bit while longer, mostly because he's kind of a jerk. Yeah, yeah, 
And that, that has a lot to do with a lot of people disagreeing why he shouldn't be in because of his attitude and the way he did treat the media. But like I said earlier, numbers don't lie. You can't take that away from him. No, you can't take that away at all. Again, we're joined by Ryan Henry, latest edition of the RF Sports Radio team. Follow him on Twitter at the underscore Ryan Henry. And catch his sports articles right there on rfsportsradio.com. Ryan, before we let you go, man, and get ready to close out the show, tell everyone, now, you, you do another podcast, too. But this podcast is more so built around movies. I think I think you call it. Um, let, let me let me get the title right. But your podcast is is it coming soon or approved for it's audiences? A, it's not yet rated. Not yet rated. Oh, that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, not yet rated. I knew it was something like that. It was something movie driven. I know that. So not yet rated. Yeah, so yeah. tell us a little bit about your podcast and not yet rated, and give us a give us a recommendation for a movie. Uh, we uh, what we do is we go in depth and we analyze a lot of the uh, popular movies that are that are currently out. So far, we've done uh, Wes Anderson's new film uh, Moonrise Kingdom that's actually still in theaters in a couple of places. And then this past episode, we did The Dark Knight Rises, and uh, we went real in depth with that. And I talk about uh, some of the some of almost like the literary implications of the book or of the movie rather. Uh, as far as recommendations go, uh, I like I really can't recommend The Dark Knight Rises enough. It's an absolutely phenomenal movie. Uh, go see it, absolutely go see it. It's uh, you, you you won't miss it. You you will you will watch it again, and you will notice things that you didn't notice the first time. Mm. So you give it two thumbs up. Absolutely, <laughs> it's uh. uh Christopher Nolan really knows how to to write a movie and direct a movie. It's a shame he didn't win last year for uh, best director for Inception. Uh, I yeah, he win this year for great Inception movie. or uh, for Dark Knight Rises rather. Uh, maybe maybe it'll be next year with uh, Man of Steel. But uh, eventually, Christopher Nolan's going to get that going to get that best director award. Yeah, but you can well, you can find us on iTunes. Question. Okay. Uh, do the Rangers make the playoffs? Where they come from? I ain't gonna ask the man about Dark Knight Rises. Then you ask him about the, <laughs> well, I, the Rangers. I, I, I Where they come from? A while ago, <laughs> I just had to ask him that. He's a seems to be a baseball man. Uh, do the Rangers make the playoffs, or do they win a championship this year? I think they make the playoffs. I don't think they win a championship. I mm. think I think Mike Trout has to cool off at some point, but. All right. Other than that, uh, so I think they'll take that spot in. Uh, they'll they'll win the they'll win the division. We were too depleted. Our pitchers are not as like our pitchers are as weak as they've been any of the past uh, two years. Like you got, you gotta have you gotta have a full like we've been lucky. Uh, we were lucky last year in that right at the end right. of the season we we just kind of caught fire and everybody came off the DL and we kind of put it all together for one great run. This year, people are out for the entire season. <laughs> There's no coming back for, uh, like, Feliz is done. He's about to have Tommy John surgery. Uh, right. Colby Lewis is out, too. Uh, I think we're just too injury depleted. Yeah. And we were so close, one out of way. One I know, out of I know way. you're we hopping so on there, man. I know it. I know you won't <laughs> let it go. Uh, that's hard for me to, you know, I know you won't get, let it get, go. get that out of my mind. Yeah, I know one when, out of won't way. let it go, man. 
Well, Rob, we want to thank you for joining us, man. Please say you're going to join us on Thursday. Yeah, I'll be back. Absolutely, man. Again, that's Ryan Henry, not Ryan Hill, Ryan Henry. And you can follow him on Twitter at B underscore Ryan Henry, and he'll be posting some articles on rfsportsradio.com. Well, thank you for joining us, and also thank you to Liddell Williams. Follow him on Twitter at Liddell D. Williams. To follow him and watch him spawn on rfsportsradio.com as well, too. Until Thursday, we thank everyone for tuning in. Everyone be safe. Remember, it's sports talk from a fan's perspective when you want it. RF Sports Radio, rfsportsradio.com. <laughs>